Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast, hosted by three friends who were brought together by their heroin-addicted partners. We became each other's biggest support through some of life's toughest times. We're not licensed professionals, and nothing in this conversation is professional advice. But we hope our stories offer a glimpse into how these issues weave into our everyday lives. You're not alone. We can all get through it together. Welcome to Boy Problems Podcast. Uh, We hope everyone is hanging in there uh, during these really strange and uncertain times um, because we're all going through the craziness of COVID-19, we thought um, it was probably worth talking about today, just, you know, how it's affecting us and then also the implications it has on addiction and recovery. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyone? I guess, first of all, like, how is everyone doing just in general? Uh, I think I'm doing okay. I've been working from home from two weeks now and I've had my kids. Well, this will be my starting of my second week because uh, daycare closed. So it's interesting having a seven month old and a three and a half year old and working. So it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm also working from home and I don't mind the working from home part, but what is hard is I work in events and this is the time that our events were supposed to be the busiest. And so like everything that I was scheduled to be working on, like for the next month has just been canceled and things are now continuing to be canceled like further into the year. And so it's like this weird place of, all right, what should I be working on? And like trying to, um, like think into the future or like find, you know, those projects that always get put on the back burner because you're busy with everything else. But it's just um, been a weird, weird time. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I've been working from home for a couple months now just because of pregnancy related things. So it's not that part isn't super different for me, which is actually kind of nice because my colleagues are like more engaged with me now that they're all remote too so that's actually kind of nice but my my biggest thing is like I would think um like Charlie's recovery stuff like how all that's changing and like the kind of stress or worry I feel around that as we're also like about to have a baby in in the next couple of weeks um it's just like a lot of change and kind of stress at a time that would normally already be stressful for people. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of been a lot. Yeah. I would say that has been at the top of mind for me too. It's been the biggest worry of, you know, the effect of the stress and losing jobs for Jake and things like that and being in early recovery. And, you know, I don't know, it just is some added anxiety, and fears yeah yeah and my, I know my um oh go ahead sorry I was gonna say Steve um you know we're kind of you know he is, works you know hourly and so it's kind of like is he going to lose his job or are they going to make him stay home uh so what will that do to our family financially so that's I know that you guys have job things too but yeah it's just a crazy time 
like, cause a lot of people, it, money's tough and people live paycheck to paycheck. So it's just really difficult. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like, and if nothing else, I mean, the financials is a huge thing. Like, you know, we've talked about, I've talked about this before, how like Jake is pretty much broke right now. And so it just felt like starting to get back into a routine. It was like, okay, there will be some paychecks coming. I think he's literally gotten like one paycheck since he got back to work. And now this is happening. Um, but even more so than just like losing his job right now is that that means like his routine is not there and like he has always done so much better in recovery when he has like a routine of like get up in the morning go to work go to your meeting come home and it's like now there's just endless hours in the day Mm -hmm. open to fill which is like never really good for like anyone in recovery I feel like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Charlie's the same I mean we've we've talked about that a couple times already in the week we've been home together and it's like you know, in the past, you know, the financial stress, I mean, we luckily, we're not like in a really bad place at all. But I mean, it's just still like, we're about to have a baby. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> and so <clears throat> it's not really the best time to like lose half of your income. Um, but um, so yeah, we've talked about that a little bit. And just like the boredom. So that's something that in the past has been a trigger, like just feeling like, like having nothing to do with your time. And um, so that was something I was concerned about and that we had talked about at the beginning, you know, last week when, before we've kind of been in the groove of this quarantine thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think. So what's he, how is, how is he, how are you guys working through that then? Like, did you come up with any good ideas or? Well, um, he's maintaining like his uh, therapy and his smart meeting, um, which he can do both of those virtually. Um, so he's not going to like his really big, like home group that has, you know, like 80 people in it. He's not going to that anymore. Um, but there are some online like smart meetings that he can do. Um, yeah. And then his therapy is online. And then outside of that, it's like, we kind of loosely structure our day where we'll like pick something that, um, like one room in the house and we're like, okay, we're going to clean this today. (laughs) Um, Or he has like a list of uh, things to do. Like on the fridge, I wrote out all the things that like we need to do over the next couple of weeks. So he'll like break up his day by doing something like that. And then he plays video games with his like friends, which he actually is really liking because when he's busy, like he doesn't get to do that. Um, yeah. And then also we're just kind of like this, these are our last like couple of weeks, just the two of us with no responsibilities and nothing to do. So we're trying to just enjoy it right. <laughs> because life is going to change a lot in a couple of weeks. So, um, so yeah, we're just making the best of it. We play a lot of board games and, um, you know, we're just, we kind of, ma- we're making it like, I mean, it's not like super structured, but we're doing something every day. Um, so that helps a little bit. And actually time flies. It'll be like the end of the day. And we're like, Oh my God, it's like six o'clock. How does that even happen? <laughs> I feel like we <laughs> just woke up. So I don't know. It's been working out pretty well. And then just like having conversations about it, like, um, as much as possible. Um, you know, as much as mostly as like, I get like anxious and like worried about it because I'm in that stage of pregnancy anyways, where I'm like worried about everything. Um, 
And so we just talk through it and that helps too, but nothing, nothing. I think that's like, I think that's what I've been finding for myself is I have to like keep checking myself of not going like way out into the future and doing that, like snowballing of, Oh gosh, like because of this is X, Y, and Z going to happen. And so I have to keep like bringing myself to the, like back into the present. But, um, it's hard because everything's changing every day. I mean, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. In some ways, I feel like our experiences with addiction and recovery are have kind of like helped me through this like uncertain time because I'm like, oh, I've done, I've dealt with uncertainty before, and I feel like I've gotten better at accepting like I can't control things or like. I don't know. I feel like uh, in talking to some of my non-recovery friends who maybe haven't experienced things that have been like so out of their control or like so big and chaotic, like that they are maybe like struggling more right now because it's like, oh, I just don't know. And I want to know if everything's going to be okay. And I don't know, in some weird way, I feel a little like calmer, like, well, we have no idea. We'll just see what happens like hour by hour. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. And like implementing some of the recovery tools that we've learned the last few years, like, you know, when I catch myself being really like anxious, I'll think about like doing the deep breathing or, you know, reaching out to people. And I don't know, I feel like that has been helpful during this time. That's a, that's an interesting top, you know, thing that you brought up is just that we're so used to or we've been through chaos and so this situation is very chaotic and so that's interesting that you brought that up and Mm -hmm. I think too for me what I've noticed is I've had to develop closer relationships or bonds with people and being more open about how I'm feeling or what's going on and so I think just having you know, that I am very comfortable calling and saying, like, I'm freaking out. I'm anxious. Like, can we talk about this? Like, I'm very open about talking about my feelings. And so um, I think that's something that I didn't do as much before I went through this, like, recovery process. Interesting. Yeah, that's a Mm -hmm. good point about, like, recognizing your feelings and, like, being willing to, like, share those with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think going through addiction in any way, Alex, has helped you through this at all? Yeah, I mean, I was talking to my therapist this morning and it was I told her like I feel a little bit like it it feels a little bit like that survival mode when your life is chaotic when addiction stuff is happening. You know, like when you're just like, Oh, I just have to focus on what I can focus on today. I feel like when I'm in those moments, like I'm I'm more like taking things day by day and not like looking to the future too much so I definitely feel like that's been the case with this um what I'm trying not to do is like hold all of that and all that anxiety in because that is something that I used to do in the past like I would just try to get through whatever the situation was so there's usually like a milestone that I'm like I just have to he just has to get into a halfway house or he just has to do this Mm. thing and then I'll feel better you know it's like I don't want like having my baby to be like the thing that's like okay I just have to get there and then I can like feel all this and then have like I don't want to do that you know 
That's but it, yeah yeah it is it has been interesting that I feel like it's it reminds me a lot of that which has brought up a lot of stuff between Charlie and I where it's like I feel a little bit more mistrustful right now because I feel like we're in that time but we're not uh-huh. and and mm. so we've like like I drug tested him today because I mean we've been together for eight days like we haven't left each other's side but I I was just like I just feel this just feels like those times and I just need to know that like this is like this like I need to know that you're being honest and I don't know it's just weird it's like I'm looking for oh my gosh so I didn't even realize I wonder I randomly did the same thing last week when Jake was over I I just felt like I don't know I just had this like uneasy Mm -hmm. feeling and you know and I just naturally assumed it was related to him and using and things and so I I brought it up to him and he was like I'm clean I haven't done anything like and I was like well would you be willing to take a drug test and he's like yeah like let's do it and so I drug tested him and he was clean and now that you mentioned that I'm wondering if maybe I was just feeling uneasy about other situations and am I I automatically related it to you know, what I'm used to feeling uneasy mm-hmm. about. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. That yeah. is. Yeah, it's definitely something that I've noticed. It's like, I just, and it's just weird because I can't differentiate it. It's like, I just feel that feeling. And in the past, that's what it's meant, you know? So huh. it's strange. But yeah. luckily, we have home drug tests. So, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, okay. Well, that's some interesting stuff. Well, I mean, like, what? I mean, wasn't Jake supposed to go to jail? <laughs> uh, yeah. So he was supposed to go to jail um, a week ago. And that was right as everything was sort of happening. It was before they put any, like, official bans or things happening. And so he... You know, he had put in vacation <laughs> vacation time for work, which I think is ironic. Um, putting in vacation so I can go, you know, spend time at the county jail. Um, but then, like, two days before he was supposed to go in, he got a call that they weren't taking in any new inmates because of coronavirus. And so his date got postponed until May. Um, and at that moment, initially, we were like, dang, like, this kind of sucks because now you just have this week off of work for no reason. Um, which then a few days later, it turned out that like everyone had the time off. So that didn't matter. Um, but then it's also positive that he's not going jail would not be a great place to be if there was an outbreak. Um, but then it's just one of those things where it's still kind of like, you know, where it's like, okay, it was about to be, like do his seven days and it was going to be over and passed. And now it's, you know, we got to wait another month and a half. And so it's just kind of looming, I suppose. So it's just weird. I would, I would hate having that over my head. I mean, I know it was his like plea deal or whatever, but that would just suck to know that you're going to jail on X day. Yeah. Yeah and i i had been like the week or two weeks before that i'd started feeling pretty anxious about him going to jail 
like where I was just thinking he's been doing so well and he's like in a good routine like I don't know I just didn't want anything to mess it up but I I brought it up to him like that's something I've been trying to be better about is like recognizing my feelings and then like sharing them with him um and he was like honestly I he was like I mean jail sucks but I feel okay about going in. Like, I feel like I'm in a really good mindset and I would rather go into jail, like clean and know that I have a plan coming out and where I'm going and who to talk to as opposed to like going in, like being like, when am I going to get drugs next? And so I don't know, that made me feel better. Like I, he does seem to be in like a really good mindset, but now we just have to keep waiting. Mm -hmm. So who knows? No, what about, um, so I'll say for Steve's recovery, you know, he was going to at least three meetings a week and talking to people and doing a lot of fellowship. And what we've heard is basically all the churches are closing, all of like the recovery clubhouses are closing, meetings are just canceled. And so that um, has been an adjustment for Steve. And thankfully, the recovery treatment center that is by our house posted that there is a tele-recovery service um, called Unity Recovery. Mm -hmm. And so he has been on a meeting and they do meetings seven days a week, like four or five times a day. And he has done like a meeting every day and he has like loved it. And he, that's cool. Oh my gosh. He's like loved it. And they actually have a family meeting too, which I think we should probably post on our Facebook if we can. So they have a family group meeting every night at eight o'clock. And so I'm hoping that I can do one. I'd be interested to see what that's like, how many people are on, because it's from people all over the U.S. and Canada. So every night Steve's been on, it's been over 200 people. And so it's really interesting to hear people um, talk about the same thing just across the country. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's... um... I think something, you know, that Jake is missing because he had been going to like six to eight meetings a week, like at the recovery house, there was always somebody who's like, Hey, I'm going to this meeting. Anyone want to ride? And he was just tagging along. And so that is obviously missing. I know that he's done a few um, like virtual meetings, like some local, like some of his regular local meetings have been doing like zoom meetings. And so he did a couple, he's done a couple of those. Um, So it's nice that that is an option. It's obviously like different than the real, like being able to be in a room with people. But I feel like he's been doing a good job of calling people and staying in touch um, and just like reaching out to people in general, which is something very different than, past times that he's been in recovery like that was always I feel like an area that he struggled with was just like that fellowship and really like utilizing those connections and now he's like talking to people nonstop. so that's been reassuring well and I think too I think that you know just a message to people who um who may be new in recovery like if the spouse or partner is saying oh, there's no meetings. I can't go to a meeting. Like, yes, you can. There's plenty of options. And so to push your partner, like Steve didn't want to call people, but he was into, um, that's not very uncomfortable for him, but he was, you know, open to the, 
Zoom meetings. And I was like, no, you need to call people. I was like, you also need to not think about yourself. Do you know any addicts who are sending home alone right now? Do you know anybody that's new in recovery? Uh, like oh, good even the old timers, finger quote, who've been at it for 25 years, like maybe they want to hear from you. Like, don't, don't think like, oh, I don't need it today. Like, think about it as like, do you think someone else might need it today? And so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, and it was interesting. Jake said something the other day. Um, because when, when all this first started happening, there were like three people in his recovery house who like just ended up getting kicked out because they not together, but they mm-hmm. like went and used or did something and kind of like used this as an excuse. And um, how did Jake word it? He was just like, you know, someone said oh yeah man that sucks they relapsed because of coronavirus and he was like this isn't because of coronavirus they were just looking for an excuse and then they use this as one but like like there's no reason to be like oh i'm gonna like coronavirus isn't making you go relapse he was like there's plenty of ways to stay clean um and their their halfway house is closing Uh. now which we just found out yesterday um which I'll have to talk about that more another time, still processing a lot of information (laughs) and figuring out what to do. So that's another stressor. Um, But he said that, you know, several people when they got the news yesterday were just like, Oh man, fuck. Like maybe I should just go out and use or like, I hope I don't relapse. And he was like, that would be the worst thing to do. He was like, it's not even crossed my mind to like go use like how would that make the situation any better and he was like I feel like I am starting to understand um like people in groups when they use the like lingo of like I'm in the no matter what club like no matter what I'm not gonna use and he was like I feel like that right now which I was like oh good (laughs) hold on to that please but um he was like I feel like I never really understood what people meant by that before because I was like really like you just know that no matter what you're not and he was like but I feel like I am realizing it now um so all of that is to just say that even when things are crazy in the world like that doesn't have to be an excuse for a relapse or just using like it's possible to Mm -hmm. stay clean and I think that should be reassuring for like spouses or loved ones that, you know, even though it is anxiety inducing, it doesn't have to mean that something negative is going to occur. So how does that do for your anxiety, Alex? Because hasn't Charlie, maybe the last time or the time before he relapsed, he said he was feeling anxious or unsettled. Like, is he feeling Mm -hmm. that way this time? where you know he's not working or like you guys are Mm -hmm. home you're about to have the baby like how does that make you feel yeah I think he is like living his dream right now like he he wakes up and (laughs) plays video games with his friends and like has very few responsibilities (laughs) so I think right now now depending on how long this goes that will obviously not be fun for you know two months but for now um you know, we check in every day about it, but he's like, you know, he's just kind of 
kind of told himself that like this is like this is an opportunity to kind of relax and rest up before the baby comes and like just take some time to you know hang out together just him and I um so I think his mindset around it is is really good like he's just you know trying to live life as normally as possible but also just taking it like looking at it as an opportunity to kind of kind of do some stuff that he doesn't normally have time to do so that's good but um I mean for me I mean it definitely worries me like I said earlier like I um in the past I mean I told it just feels like this time feels just really unsettled like he's not getting up and going to work and he's not like going to his meetings like normal you know and so there's a whole bunch of uncertainty of like, well, is that is a virtual therapy session and meeting enough? You know, mm-hmm. like is, you know, it, you just mm-hmm. don't know because we've never been here before. So, um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think it causes like naturally causes some like some a little bit of anxiety around it just because you just don't know. It's like uncharted territory. Um, but I think the biggest thing for me um and Charlie is like, I just, we just talk about it <laughs> and just like, this is how I'm feeling. And like this morning I, I was just really anxious, probably just about everything. I didn't sleep well last night. It was just a bunch of stuff. And I was just like, I found myself like analyzing everything he was doing. And I was just like, did, what, did, what, what drugs did you do? <laughs> and he's like, what are you talking about? We've literally been together for eight days straight. And I'm like, yeah, but I went to sleep and he's like, yeah you said you went to bed at 3 30 <laughs> I was like yeah I guess you're right so I don't know but I just I like I just talk it out and then we like he'll he'll tell me something or he'll do something or say like this is my plan or just drug test me you know like let's just get this over with so I think there's definitely a lot of anxiety on my my part and he's trying his best to like help talk through that and then just like do what he can to make it as easy as possible um for me but yeah I mean it's just uncharted territory I think anytime that you're in a new situation even without coronavirus if if for whatever reason our life was different and his recovery plan looked different I think I would be anxious about it no matter what yeah because you just don't know yeah like if, if it's gonna work or not so I think that that's kind of where I am with it but yeah it's, it's tough yeah yeah. Well, then what about with uh, you, Liz? And I mean, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this today, but like, you know, is Jake moving to your house? Is he moving home with his parents? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> um, we literally found out yesterday that the halfway house is closing. They said that it's due to coronavirus um that they can't have people there but then they also are not planning on reopening um i guess the owner is selling the houses and i don't know if that is because of the way the economy is right now if they just want to offload them and what it is but um yeah so they have two weeks to figure out what they're doing um so i have a therapy session scheduled tomorrow virtually I'm so glad we can do that um to kind of talk through like what does that look like if he does come here um he's been talking to like his sponsor and other people um because it's just you know it's not 
the it, thing obviously this is all uncharted and crazy and unexpected and if things were normal like this would not be the time that he would be like moving back in to the house like we would like for things to be like a little further along and figuring out what that means for our relationship um so i'm not sure there he has there are other options he could um go and stay with his family like his parents for a little while um or he could um stay with somebody he knows from recovery has like an extra room at his house so there there are some options just trying to decide what makes sense like part of me right now it's you know not necessarily fun just living alone um especially when you can't go anywhere so i do like the idea of having him here um, it's been really nice spending like the extra time together recently. Um, I just, I know that I would have to be careful, like in my mindset and boundaries of like, what does this mean for our relationship? Like maybe I need to right now just look at it as this is a temporary thing in the moment while there's a lot of unknowns and like in a month we will reevaluate what's going on. I don't know. Those are some of the things I'm thinking about and trying to figure out. So, yeah. Ugh. Any advice? <laughs> um, I guess, you know, my thought would just be just to, like, you know, what feels good to you, like protect your heart too. Cause I would hate that for you to have that to happen to you is where you think in your mind it's like, oh, we're back together and this is all going to work out how I wanted. And then it doesn't. And that would just be really sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that's probably my, like, biggest mm-hmm. fear. So. Yeah. Yeah, but there's, I don't know if there's a right answer. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be stuck in a house for weeks by myself. Like. Right. I mean, that would suck. Yeah. Oof. So, I don't know. Huh. So, we we just, yesterday we were like, all right, we're just going to take a couple of days to, like, process it. And he's talking to his people. I'm going to talk to my people. (laughs) And then. That sounds fancy. (laughs) That does, yeah. By my people, I mean, like, (laughs) you guys. So, Um, and then we're going to, like sit down and revisit it and kind of figure out like okay what are the different options what are the things that you know I need for this to work for this time what are the things that he needs um Mm -hmm. so that's the plan for now I think that's a good that you guys aren't jumping into it so hopefully that's good yeah yeah it's just very it's unexpected. This whole thing is just weird. It's like it's so weird. What is happening? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It's like another fear that I have had that luckily I think is safe for this month, but Jake's next oh. Vivitrol shot shot oh. is supposed to be on Friday. And so I was like, oh my gosh, is he gonna be able to get that? Oh. What does it mean with 
like his job now like his job his insurance is through his work and which is how he's able to get the vivitrol shot um and then we were also wondering like you know will he they still keep his appointment um so we got a call today from the doctor that they are still doing the appointment wanted to confirm that he would be there he said yes and i think his insurance is at least good. good through the end of the month so he'll get this shot and then i guess he'll have to figure out what that means for in four weeks his next shots like if he's unemployed i don't know anything about unemployment insurance and what that covers and I'm trying, this is where I have to remind myself again, be like, all right, Liz, let's just get to this <laughs> next shot and then we can deal with, you know, we can deal with April yeah. shot later. Where does, like, where does he even get that? I mean, because some of the doctor's uh, stuff that they don't deem like essential, they're like canceling appointments. Hopefully that would be something that would be considered like essential. Um, he's he's still getting it at the oh, okay. treatment cool. center. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So yeah, hopefully they will consider it essential yeah. for a while. But... Yeah. They're only like at my OB so... office, they're only seeing the high risk patients. Oh. Right. Yeah. My um, sister is pregnant and I think she's like mm-hmm. 14 weeks now and they switched her appointment. Her, she had an appointment today that they switched to, um, yeah, like a phone call. Yeah. Oh, that's so, yeah. a If you were pregnant, dude, it's the worst if you're pregnant, especially. Yeah. If you have to I would be actually. I think it, so. I was like really bummed that I have had this like high risk pregnancy, but it actually really works in my favor right now because yeah, going like being able to go still is. I think I would be way more worked up about it if I wasn't able to go to the doctor anymore. Yeah. Like if I had to, I think I would be yeah. more worried. <laughs> Yeah, that would yeah, be that would so go. hard. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, finding the silver lining. In <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe we should. Why don't we? Why don't we? As we wrap up this conversation, talk about some of the things that are kind of positive because of this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's important to you know, especially in times of uncertainty and stress to. Try and yeah. focus on I think some one good. thing that I've taken, like I was thinking about as you guys were talking, is um, I think it's like really cool that we're all figuring out different ways to take care of ourselves. Like, you know, the ha- like knowing that there are online meetings and, and having that resource all of the time, like that's probably something that's been there before all of this. Yes. Um, it, it creates a lot of flexibility in the way that you could pursue your recovery. So there are less excuses for um, kind of taking, doing what you need to do to like connect with other people and, and do those things. Because I mean, if you have kids, if you have whatever, you can't leave the house, like it's, it's right there. Like you can do it. Um, And so I think that's Mm -hmm. a cool thing that people are kind of learning and like getting experience doing that. Hopefully they can use, you know, after this as well when they need to. So I think that's, yeah, I think something that I've liked is that it's kind of forcing the whole world to slow mm-hmm. down a little bit. And um, when was it? I guess like last week, my like college best friends and I, so there's five of us and we live in different parts of the country. We like got to have a two hour FaceTime session and which like never happens because 
everybody has so many things going on in the evenings and you can never just really find a time to make it work. And right now there's like nothing mm-hmm. going on. And so I feel like I've been catching up with people like more. Um, and it's been kind of fun to do like the zoom meetings and FaceTimes and I don't know, just really still finding ways to have that connection, even though it's not yeah, in cool. person. I think something for me, uh, working from home is really stressful with my two young children. However, there is a benefit in it. Like I get to spend more time with them. Like I come home from work and I get to spend like an hour, hour and a half with them. Um, So now I'm with them all day. And so um, my seventh month old is on the cusp of crawling and I unfortunately was at away at a meeting when my first crawled. So I didn't get to see my mm. first crawl, but now there's a chance that I can catch, be the one to catch my, my seven month old crawling. And that would be really awesome. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Like I can tell she's so close yeah. um, and it's really cute. So I'm just waiting for her to crawl. <laughs> She probably wants yeah, to catch up with I, your big yes, sister. Or get away from her, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, you know, yeah. too, like, I can't um, I can't see my dad right now. Um, and, like, a lot of people, you know, some people are still seeing grandparents or not, but my dad's wife is an essential worker. And, we, unfortunately, my dad's been mm-hmm. exposed. Um, so there's just kind of, like, a whole lot. So it's nice to kind of just calm down and talk yeah. to him because he's like, and, and also for him, he's always running like a million miles a minute. And so this is driving him nuts that he has to stay home and do nothing. I'm like, dad, just chill out. Like just find peace. Like you have a beautiful yard. Like just go sit in your yard and have a nice day. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think like you said, yeah. slowing down which is difficult for some people. And I think the world that we're in right now, like everything is like now, 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 fast, fast, fast. So I think it's good for Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. 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 I found that I've been more disconnected, like from my phone and stuff. I do have to work still some. Um, So I, (laughs) I do like, you know, still do that. But uh, otherwise I've just kind of been a little bit like disconnected from like social media in general. Um, I'm I'm noticing I'm spending less time on that and like more time just like playing board games or going for walks or like we we're doing different things to kind of like try to stay active and also not just watch TV all day. So that's kind of nice because we don't do those things very frequently. So, um, so I don't know, I'm finding like different ways to kind of just enjoy my time than I normally would. So that's been kind of cool. And I do think it's a, a good idea to try and limit some of the like news consumption mm-hmm. and things. <laughs> There's just so much right. and it can just add to the anxiety. But there have been a lot of really <laughs> yeah. good news. Yes. And like like I've been I've started following like several different like positivity accounts on Instagram and things. Um and it's just it's been kind of fun to see like people all around the world like all going through the same thing and how they're dealing with it whether it's like in Italy the people like all the neighbors singing together from Mm -hmm. their porches or like the the like group exercise led in Spain and I don't know so in that way there's like 
this like sense of unity and like oh we're all going through this together and Mm -hmm. I don't know I hope that we take a lot of the like things that we're finding during this time of like what's really important and you know slowing down and that connection with people and that it we can remember it like when we get out of it and get back to like life as normal or something right or whatever that new normal i uh i think i'm a little bit of i think all of us maybe are a little bit of a of greenies or whatever and so i'm very interested to see what happens (laughs) pollution wise or i don't know greenhouse gases whatever i'm interested to see like what happens when all of this like calms down yeah Mm -hmm. yeah with all the factories air travel and cars and like every Mm -hmm. i'm just so interested to see what is happening I know you got me hooked. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you got me hooked on that hippie deodorant, and Steve always makes fun of me for it. <laughs> I love it. It's so nice. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saving yeah. the earth <laughs> and yeah. my body, you know, nothing else. But I definitely have, you know, hippie deodorant. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that stuff. I've had to switch to something stronger like this last couple weeks but (laughs) just been great (laughs) one one silver lining is that we don't I don't have to go anywhere so I uh none of my clothes fit anymore and I can just wear my husband's um and that's like I don't have to like worry about like finding my own clothes that fit there you go so that's nice (laughs) well that's nice so many positives Well, I'm glad we all could share some experiences during this <laughs> trying time. And thank you to all of our healthcare workers and just everybody out there who's just putting in 110% for uh, taking care of everybody during this trying time. And if you have anything that you want to share with us or you're having anxiety, please reach out. We are here for you and keep coming back. Thanks for tuning in to Boy Problems Podcast. If you enjoyed today's discussion, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this episode. Find us on social media, and if you have questions or ideas for topics, email us at hello at boyproblemspod.com.